Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, June 16th. Coming up, how young activists in Missouri are raising the alarm about the dire consequences of climate change and demanding that people take action. Climate change is on our minds basically every hour of the day. <laughs> like, I'm looking at things and I'm always thinking about, like, how can this be more efficient? And, like, what are the impacts of this? But I cannot solve climate change on my own. But first, some headlines. A 19-year-old Blue Springs man was charged yesterday with making a terroristic threat that led nearly a dozen Kansas City area schools to cancel classes. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports. The suspect, Treshawn M. Hardridge, faces up to seven years in prison if convicted. A statement of probable cause said that an anonymous female reported a Snapchat post threatening mass murder to the Blue Springs police on Tuesday. She identified Hardridge as having allegedly made the threat. The FBI was able to track down Hardridge through a cell phone number. He was arrested on Wednesday when he emerged from his house and surrendered to police. The Blue Springs School District said it's been given the all-clear to resume summer school on Thursday. A 70-year-old man has been charged with illegally excavating a 5,000-year-old Native American site near Harry Truman Reservoir in Henry County. KCUR's Luke Martin reports. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office in western Missouri, between 2016 and 2021, Johnny Lee Brown of Clinton conspired to dig up archaeological resources from federal lands. The indictment alleges Brown and at least two others caused more than $300,000 in damage using handheld digging tools, buckets, and backpacks. Besides the conspiracy, Brown faces multiple felony counts of excavating, damaging, altering, and defacing archaeological resources and injury or depredation to government property. The Osage Nation in northeast Oklahoma told U.S. attorneys the damage will impact their cultural heritage. The Douglas County District Attorney announced this week she would not aggressively prosecute individuals with small amounts of THC Delta-8 products. But KCUR's Savannah Hawley reports other jurisdictions are taking a harder line. Like Douglas County, Johnson County will not charge individuals for possession of small quantities of THC products. They will, however, prosecute distributors. In Missouri, the Jackson County District Attorney's Office doesn't prosecute marijuana cases unless there is violence involved. Platt County Prosecutor Eric Zond, however, says Platt and Clay Counties will prosecute both individuals and distributors to the fullest extent of the law. It's illegal, and in fact, we're conducting an operation right now in Platt and Clay County that we uh, announced back in April that's called Operation Delta Free Youth. The Wyandotte County District Attorney's Office declined to comment. The Kansas Board of Education voted yesterday to extend an emergency teaching license that allows anyone with a high school diploma to work as a substitute teacher. It's a way to ease the worst teacher shortage in state history. Potential teachers must pass a background check and complete online training. Subs without at least 60 hours of college coursework cannot teach a class for more than 15 days. Some board members don't like the lower qualifications, but Jim McNeese, a former high school principal, says schools are in crisis. Man, it's, it's tough to even find a breathing sub sometimes. <laughs> so uh, be careful what we do here because we're really fighting for our systems to continue. Later this year, board members will consider proposals that could attract more teachers. 
Teenagers and young adults have experienced record-breaking temperatures for much of their lives. The last eight years have been the hottest ever recorded. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports that spurred young Missouri activists to take action in their communities. When Allison Fabrizio was growing up in New Jersey, she spent a lot of time outside, in the garden, climbing trees, picking up seashells on the beach. But as she got older, she began to notice more extreme weather. In 2011, when Fabrizio was nine, Hurricane Irene hit New Jersey, the first time a hurricane had made landfall in the state in more than a century. The following year came Superstorm Sandy. This freakishly powerful October storm will go down as one of the most colossal weather events of its kind of all time. This storm is so big, so vast, 60 million Americans will feel its power. The storm slammed into the coast, causing billions of dollars in damage and widespread flooding in Fabrizio's hometown. Since I've been around so many natural disasters that have caused damages to our town, I think that really makes people here more aware of the effects of climate change. Climate change is driving more intense hurricanes with heavier rainfall and higher wind speeds. That worries Fabrizio, a 20-year-old junior at Washington University. She has family in St. Vincent and Grenada, two island nations in the Caribbean that are especially vulnerable to climate change. People who are marginalized, people who are women of color, they're the most affected. They're the ones that are experiencing the worst of climate change. So I think it's my sort of my duty to advocate for those people. Fabrizio has volunteered with the Sierra Club and Citizens Climate Lobby, pushing lawmakers to institute carbon pricing, which charges companies for their carbon dioxide emissions. She's part of a growing movement of young adults who are concerned about the climate. A poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation and The Washington Post found 7 in 10 teenagers and young adults in the U.S. said climate change will harm their generation. And one in four said they had taken action on the issue, like contacting elected officials or attending a rally. Hundreds of teenagers in the St. Louis region skipped school in 2019 as part of the global climate strike. They rallied in front of City Hall downtown, calling for the state and federal government to transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Some youth climate activists say the amount of time left to address climate change is dwindling, and they're frustrated with what they see as complacency among lawmakers and others in positions of power. 17-year-old Eve Rosenblum of St. Louis says her parents' generation isn't taking climate change seriously enough. As we're young people and we experience climate change as much more of a burden that we are terrified of, you know, as we get older, it's a little unreal to not feel like they cared as much or that it was something that affected them, knowing that their children would have to face this. Rosenblum graduated this spring from Metro Academic and Classical High School, a public school in St. Louis. She says climate change is making existing inequality worse. I think about, you know, the elderly person waiting for the bus at a shelter that doesn't provide any shade on a 90-degree July day that will soon be a 100-degree July day and a 110-degree July day, and I'm extremely concerned about that. Earlier this year, Rosenblum organized a climate summit between students from her high school and others from St. Clair High School in Franklin County. 
She says many of the St. Clair students came from farming families who were experiencing the effects of climate change firsthand, including more intense droughts and flooding. The two groups of students agreed that climate change is a major issue, but they didn't come to a consensus on solutions. Scientists overwhelmingly agree that human activity is driving climate change. But Mizzou graduate Emma Heinekel says sometimes she meets people who reject that when she gives presentations to schools and Catholic parishes. It's the people that aren't aware or maybe don't consider climate change to be real. That's the people that we need to target our efforts towards and try to figure out what their perspective and their experiences are and share our own. Heinekel grew up in St. Charles, and she says she started thinking seriously about climate change after her high school teacher gave her a copy of Laudato Si, a 2015 letter by Pope Francis in which he calls climate change, quote, one of the principal challenges facing humanity. Those words resonated with Heinekel and helped encourage her to study atmospheric and environmental science at Mizzou, work that she says closely aligns with her faith. There's a verse in the Bible where God calls all people to have dominion over the earth. And dominion, often people have seen that word as to have control over. But dominion is to mean to nurture, to take care of, to tend to. Though many young climate activists agree that taking personal responsibility for your impact is important, they say holding powerful institutions and individuals accountable is also critical. Mandy Huang helped create the Washington University Decarbonization Coalition, a group of students lobbying administrators to commit to specific goals that will help the university achieve carbon neutrality. WashU is like a major employer in the state of Missouri. Um, We're definitely a large energy consumer. And I think like we need to take responsibility for our impact. More than three dozen undergraduate and graduate groups have joined the effort to push WashU to take action on climate change. Huang is a recent WashU graduate who grew up in Sykeston. She says the anxiety her generation has about climate change can become overwhelming. Climate change is on our minds basically every hour of the day. (laughs) Like, I'm looking at things and I'm always thinking about, like, how can this be more efficient? And, like, what are the impacts of this? But I cannot solve climate change on my own. I am going to do whatever I can. And that's all I can do. For Huang and other young climate activists, trying to raise the alarm about climate change and make progress can be discouraging at times. But working with others who care about this rapidly unfolding crisis motivates them to keep going. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Shayla's story about youth climate activism, visit kcur.org, where you can find more Kansas and Missouri news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll feature two stories about meat. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Kansas City Blues Queen Julia Lee was known for singing songs too risque for the radio. Come on over to my house, baby. But behind the scenes, she was a lot more than just her hits. She was one of a number of women who were asserting themselves musically and socially when that was not socially acceptable. Soothe me. Listen on KCUR's podcast, A People's History of Kansas City.